Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Blog Talk Radio. Yep, it's your boy Heavy Handed Jay back in saddle. Gonna talk some boxing tonight, man. You know, it was a big heavyweight fight over the weekend here in Los Angeles, and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. Uh, as you know, made made some of the big big media outlets actually was on Sports Center. You know, surprise, surprise that. You know, this fight that everyone was saying had really slow momentum, but they somehow forecasted that it would be a draw day of, is what they call it. They knew that. And they say this thing will pick up speed as we get closer to the date. And it did. Deontay Bronze Bomber Wilder versus Tyson the Gypsy King Fury. Went down over the weekend here in Los Angeles, bought the people out. Uh, I was hanging out with the homeboys over there at the Boxing Boys. Shout out to them. Uh, much love for the hospitality and all the all the, all the fun. Um, seen some friends and all of that shit, so it was a real good time. But, yeah, man, make no mistake that uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury bought out some people. Um, seen some ladies out and about. You had your uh, your UK crowd out and about, and uh, I'm sure that the local hotels and bars and restaurants downtown Los Angeles were thankful for the crowd that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury bought out. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, going into it, I'm like, you know, everyone was saying it was slow ticket sales, and uh We'll talk about that later, but it seems to be like that didn't seem to be so. So for all those haters who was hoping on, you know, Deontay Wilder not being a draw, you know, y'all, y'all was hoping he wasn't a draw. You act like nobody ever know him. Uh, don't nobody know who he is. No! Oh, shit. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else, nigga. And it's not particularly that I'm a giant Deontay Wilder fan. I just despise hating, you know, just unadulterated, unnecessary hating. And I think Deontay gets some for his PBC affiliation, for lack of a better word. But it was lit, man. It was lit. Seemed like it was lit to me. You know, I was down there. My my partners, I got an Airbnb. So uh, we had all the pizza and alcohol and all the other fun things that you have at parties. And uh, we watched the fight. They did their thing. It was a good time. So, you know, I want to start by talking about the fight by addressing the very first thing. Now, if you're not nine times out of ten, if you're not from L.A., there's one thing going into that fight that you noticed, you know, the ring walks. I always like to talk about a ring walk. Now, Tyson Fury did his thing. I heard it was really long if you were there, but the artist 
that Deontay Wilder came out with. His name is J-Rock, J-Rock ladies and gentlemen. J-Rock, the album is called Redemption. It's really good. It's actually in talks for album of the year. And the song was called Win. You know, shout out to J-Rock, one of my favorite artists. He's actually a TDE artist. That's on Kendrick Lamar label. So he he often raps with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is always featured on his album. Go check all them dudes out. That whole camp over there is Kendrick Lamar, Absol, uh, Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, SZA, who had a great album this year. So, yeah, check all that out over there for y'all who didn't know. I just wanted to put that out there because I know I've noticed out there amongst people, it'd be a lot of hate from East Coast and South guys from the South towards West Coast rap. You know, they act like we ain't been instrumental, uh, irreplaceable in the evolution of the rap game into what it is today and all the flavor we we injected into it. Kept the funk, kept the soul alive in it. Kept kept the, the, the rhythm alive in the shit. You motherfuckers just wanted to mumble rap and do dance snap dances. We the one kept rhythm alive. God damn it, don't get me going off on a tangent. <clears throat> Hold on. God damn it. But, um, yeah, though, man. So, to that, though. Ring Walk, J-Rock killed it. Wilder's outfit, of course, right? <clears throat> We've seen the, the star-studded, the, the, the bling-looking uh, crown. Now, look. There's no way I believe that's any real diamond in that thing, but it looked damn good. It looked real fly king shit. And then, so, you know, I think everybody was all in accord on how we felt about the crown. But it was the outfit, that fur shit, that dark fur get up thing with the fur going at the neck. Now, when I first seen it, I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I like it. As I continued to watch, I'm like, damn, I don't know. It's growing on me. It kept it kept slowly growing on me. I'm like, damn, what's really going on here? Kept watching, kept watching. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I like it. And I'm like, why do I like this weird-ass fucking full-length black? It's like a big bird outfit, but jet black. Like with the fur at the neck. I don't know. Very strange, but it was like some kind of African field warrior king before war in his war garb. Something like that is what it made me feel like. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, I was I was mixed on it. But at the end of the day, I felt like Deontay was he was smooth. He did his thing when he came in that crown. You know, he had to make a statement, and he did that. Um, So let's get to the shits, man. There were quite a few things going into the fight that at least an old heavy-handed Jay. Now, you know when you fuck with heavy-handed Jay, you're going to get different type perspectives than you're going to get from any of these other cutter type motherfuckers talking about the same shit over and over. Nobody got a new idea, a new thought. Uh, I pride myself on most times bringing a, a, a new thought to the table, a different perspective, a different way of looking at how we looking at it. So, you know, I feel like there was a lot of things to be addressed about Tyson Fury going into the fight. You know what I mean? He hadn't been in the ring uh, two times in Four years, up to five years. This is his third fight in five years. So where really was Tyson Fury? Where really was Tyson Fury? Where was he as far as the competition, the two guys he'd fought before fighting Wilder? How good were they? Not very good. Uh, how really good is Tyson's conditioning? These are some of the questions I had going into the fight. You know, the the the... I guess the asterisk I place next to Tyson Fury's name when I'm looking at him, it's kind of side-eyeing, like, you know what, Tyson, are you smoking mirrors? You know, where was Vlad? Where was Klitschko? Where was he at the time? Was he definitely 
on the way to being beat by someone shortly from then? Did Tyson Fury just catch him at the right time? We certainly know Vladimir Klitschko was 40 years old. So it's not like he's, you know, he's fighting an older dude. But undoubtedly, Vladimir was still the man at the time. Undoubtedly. I ain't going to take that away from him. But where was Vlad? You know, that said, I took a further dive and it's like, damn, really, how good is your resume, bruh? You know, Tyson, really, how good is your resume? I'm starting to feel like it's been a lot of smoke and mirrors with you. I looked at the resume. I, I, I box wrecked him. I seen Derek Chisora twice and Vladimir Klitschko. Really the only notables in my estimation. And I'm like, damn, really, what's, what's is, is, has this been smoke and mirrors? And then you have a guy coming in here losing a third of his body weight. You know, this guy lost 100 plus pounds. It's a lot of weight. One could argue maybe too much too fast. You know, a lot of questions going in about Tyson Fury. You know, Deontay Wilder's been rather consistent in what he does and active enough. We're not going to say he's fighting three times a year or maybe sometimes not even twice a year. <clears throat> but we've consistently seen Deontay Wilder over the past five years on a consistent basis, and he's continued to do exactly the same thing every time in and out, whether you think that's good or bad or however you want to critique what Deontay Wilder does. He does it at a alarming, consistent rate, you know, I don't give a damn whatever you do. If Deontay's like, you know, unless you're doing something bad, if you can do anything positive as good as Deontay Wilder or as consistently as Deontay Wilder does what he does in the ring, I'll be impressed because I'm not that consistent at at very few things in my life. You know, um, Deontay Wilder is pretty consistent at doing what he does in the ring. You re- rarely see him change anything and we really didn't see him change anything this fight but these were all the questions raised about Tyson Fury lost all that weight was he at a fat camp you know could that even be good for him he just lost uh, uh, over 100 pounds and now he's going to go fight the heavyweight champion of the world let's think about this right A lot of questions going in about Tyson Fury. A lot of questions to be answered. One thing I like to throw about out there, and again, you know, I thought to myself, like, damn, you know, Tyson's usually always the most athletic fighter in the ring. Definitely versus Vladimir Klitschko. As far as agility goes, as far as fleet of foot goes, not even a question. He definitely has the edge. But in this fight, I thought to myself, hmm, Tyson doesn't, he's not going to be the more fleet of foot guy here. He's not going to be the more athletic guy. Maybe for the first time ever where, you know, Tyson still has the wiggle, but it's not like he could just beat him to spots, at least I thought going in. You know, I thought Tyson would, you know, Deontay would be able to get in front of him and possibly corner him and get off, you know, some shots. Several. So these are all the questions I had asking going into the fight. As for Wilder, you know, we we knew there was a chance. Wilder, I, I felt like this fight could happen in two universes. One, And they were both in favor of the other fighter. So in a Fury win, I felt like we'd see Wilder looking amateurish, which which we had a bit of, and flailing and being unsuccessful at connecting, which we had some of, and Fury being able to elude, taunt, and easily skate his way to a victory. Alternate universe in a Wilder win, like everyone knows, 
There's no how does Wilder get a win here. Wilder by knockout, whatever to pick. Some people pick 12, some people pick 11, 10, 9, 5, 3. Shit, I even heard a 1 out there. But certainly Wilder by knockout. I felt the fight could only be one or the other. Pleasantly surprised that we got both. And that said, we got both guys, guys. Yeah, both guys, guys. Look, guys, we got both guys being who we thought they were, how the old adage goes. They are who I thought they were, quote Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were. Tyson Fury is who we thought he was, and Deontay Wilder is who we thought he was. Yes, both guys, in my estimation. Now, you could be, you know, you could be an asshole and be like, you know, this guy looked like this. But both guys, if if you wanted power and you wanted a guy, Deontay Wilder, to be, knock him down, and he did his thing. You've seen it. This was Tyson Fury in there. You know, this guy doesn't get dropped easily. Uh, if you wanted to see Tyson school a guy and take a guy to school and not and be elusive and not be hit and do all his stuff, you've seen it. So in that aspect, I was pleasantly surprised. But I felt like we had a really fun, enthusiastic crowd. I think they showed well for Los Angeles. You know. They it was I feel like people at times say, Well, LA is not quite a fight town. Uh no, you know. It it seemed to be like it was it was it was there. And then I had people who were at Staples and they say that place was pretty fucking packed. They said the the um, the uh, attendance was announced in the arena at eighteen thousand. So it seats twenty roundabout. I thought that was fantastic. And they were rumoring, you know, tickets couldn't get over 8,000 tickets sold. So I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll hear what the um, – I don't expect pay-per-view to be huge. I really don't expect pay-per-view to be huge numbers. Um, but as far as gate, I expect a lot uh, – a pretty good gate. I expect, um, you know, as far as revenues – hotels, flights, because this was a, uh, a fight that people had to come out of town for. Your natives, uh, let's see, if we're talking um, if we're talking a pie here, let's say natives, I'm going to say 30%. LA, people who live here in LA, I, I just guesstimate 30% of the crowd was natives from Los Angeles. Um, I'd give another, man, I'd say at least 40 to 50 somewhere. Let's just say 45. Yeah. So if we got 30 Los Angeles, we give them 45 and I'll give the, the rest of the 25% right there to out of towners, Midwesterners, uh, you know, I did come across some people who were there from Cincinnati, and um, yeah, so there was people there from, you know, Alabama, and you know, all across the United States. So I, I'd say that remainder would be that 25% be the smaller percentage of the pie, but um, certainly a, a turnout. Turn up, you know, people were dressed up. It seems like the bars were pretty lit on Friday night and people out partying. You had the Brits there. So seemed like a good thing. Um, but on to the critique, man. Uh, you know, to me, I think you've seen Fury, you know, be Fury. Fury was being Fury. But the thing I hate about a Tyson Fury is that we don't want a heavyweight champion that doesn't punish people. You know, we just don't want a heavyweight champion that doesn't punish people. And you know who he's equivalent to? You're going to laugh. He's a 300 pound polymalinaji. You know it. And I know it, you know, the guy's job is to come in, 
make it as uneventful as possible, land a few little nice shots that are that don't worry anybody, that don't get you worried. You know, they're they're enough to maybe smack the smack the water off the guy's head, the sweat off his head, but it's 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 not significant. It's not impactful. Punches don't change rounds dramatically, and that's just the part I that's the thing I hate about Tyson is that he doesn't punish you. And at heavyweight, what's our what's what are we all drawn to heavyweight division for? Hard punches. You know, if 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 this were the case then we all be watching, you know, flyweight. You know, if we don't care about power, but, you know, the main draw to heavyweight is just the big boys. You know, and the big boys hit hard. And um, Tyson just never gives that to me. And that's one of the critiques, one of the, the takeaways I have when it comes to Tyson. And let's be honest, man, do you really want that to be your heavyweight champion? Do you want this guy to go on like a four-year run being unbeaten and just being fucking wiggly? You don't want that. You don't. Hold on. And like I say, you know, whether he earned it or not is debatable. But Deontay Wilder certainly, uh, you know, is the guy that you that that has the boogeyman effect, and that's the guy you want. And you know, and, and as far as Wilder as we expected, as I expected, would be too predictable. I'm honestly surprised that he was able to land the right hand a couple of times and put Fury down. You know, there's a universe where I felt Wilder would never drop Fury. But as expected, I mean, you know, Fury knew it the whole time. And Wilder, you know, has done nothing to better his his ability to set up the right hand. It's sad. It's sad at this point. You know, I could argue, you know, you cannot tell me Wilder has improved leagues. You can't tell me that. No, he hasn't. You know, Wilder, my my biggest takeaway from Wilder over all this time is that he's never established a an ability to set up the power. It's just this telegraphed fucking right hand. The best we've ever seen is off a one-two or a double jab. That's great. Bring it back, please, sir. We we yearn for that that Wilder that beats Stavern and Stavern won. We haven't seen him since. We haven't seen that guy since. And what we have seen is this guy fucking stalking with the right hand. This shit's coming from Alabama to California. I mean, it's telegraph, baby. But it's impressive that it even gets there. That's impressive. Because we all know what's about to happen. There's no there's no mystery with the guy. There's no mystery. Somehow, some way, he always manages to get it. And he damn near got it. You know, we talking about Jack Reese at the least. Okay, guys, now let's 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 address something. I'm not gonna go as far as to fuck around with the count. You know. Now where I was actually, I couldn't necessarily, I, I couldn't hear the count on TV or something like that. But I know I seen them go down, and by the time I estimated in my head, I was asking around, did he get up? Did he make it up? Because I knew it was damn close to 10. Now, a lot of people got all this, uh, you know, footage of where the clock was and still shots of when the count began and when Jack Reese had five and where he was halfway up at, you know, that's, that's just cool, you know, and I won't disregard it, but what, what you going to do? What you going to do? Point is, boy, you know, Jack Reese was at least 
gracious with his count. And we'll just leave it at that. He was, it was a gracious count. He, he made it at 10, but it was a gracious 10. You know the, how the adage goes, and I love adages. They say about, you know, ball players, a basketball player, some guys are 6'6", six, six, and then some guys are 6'6". Six, six. And so in this case, and what that basically means is some dudes be 6'6", six, six, but then some dudes be 6 with giant-ass hands and feet and big-ass long arms and shit. Just different. There's a difference. So they call it the big 6'6 six, six and the little 6'6". Six, six. In this case, that was the, the long 10 count. You got your regular 10, that was the long 10. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, you know, so, you know, as as we assume, man, we'll come in over, slightly over, overzealous, but we'll still live up to, to the stigma. You know, he was still able to live up to his stigma. Every time Deontay landed flush or, you know, he put Tyson Fury to the ground, you know. And I think it's something to be said there. There's something to be said there. Now, let, we could talk about Tyson. Let's talk about what Fury did in here that was that was good. You know, look, man, am I able to say Fury, Tyson Fury won that fight just to get to the shits here? Yeah, I, I, I can say that. Now, look, I'm totally comfortable with a draw. I'm totally comfortable with a draw. Um. If if we want to say Tyson Fury won the fight, I'm with that too. I wouldn't be totally with it. I'm 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 you know, I'm more comfortable with a draw than I am giving Tyson the win. So that said, I'm not against Fury. I hate his style. Hate it. He's polymolinology to me. He's here to make it ugly, make it as literally as uh have as little violence involved as as possible. And just win that way. You know, it's not going to be violent. You know, it's going to be some tippy-tappy shit. And, you know, I don't want to see that. You know, I, I, I want to see some, some pounding. And that's what Deontay Wilder been giving us. And I feel like De- uh, Anthony Joshua gives us a bit of the same. But Tyson boxed wonderfully. You know, he did what Tyson Fury does. He did not disappoint. He was Tyson Fury that we thought he was. He was a self-proclaimed and, you know, lineal champion. A 6'9 guy with longer arms. He was bigger than Deontay. Uh, guy has heart, you know. Nothing you can take away from the guy. Been out the ring. And uh, one thing I want to commend the guy on is his um, to him talking about, you know, mental health and depression because, those things are is actually a thing and it's being considered in my community, the black community these days, where we used to uh, give a kid an ass whooping. He's now being considered for, you know, what's wrong with him? You know, let's take a deeper look before we just say he's bad or he's he needs his ass whooped is where we're getting with it. But, um, you know, shout out to Tyson Fury for that and Really, given those, I'm sure somebody out there heard him say, "Hey, if I can do it, you can do it." Uh, you know, this man gained 150 pounds, you know, in a depression state, you know, and lost it all and got back in the ring and, you know, and said, "Hey, you know, for those of you suffering from mental health, I know what it is to be there. I know this. I know you can make it off the couch. You can do it. You can do it. It's all good. Love that. Love that. So shout out to Tyson Fury for for that kind of work." Because that stuff is real So we definitely want to be Considerate and consider those Going through those mental traumas But um, yeah He was the guy we thought he was uh, All those things I brought up Was it was he, his weight Being lost too fast How was his competition Is he really that good What's his resume look like uh, Was Vladimir Klitschko on the verge of being beat By the next guy anyway uh, You know all these things you know what? No. He addressed them all, and he really is that good. Do I like how he fights? No. This is my personal opinion. It's not to say that I don't like stylistic fighters. But see, I do want you to to crack somebody. 
Now let, let let's take it to Mayweather because you know some dipshit out there is like you know you probably like Mayweather and he didn't you know Mayweather would crack your shit you know everybody know that though you know when he did counter he cracked your shit that sweat was definitely flying off in them replays you know motherfuckers you know he they felt it that right hand every time. Or that lead right, classically, classic Mayweather shit, he was cracking their ass. You could see it. But, you know, to see, you know, that's my thing with Tyson. Uh, you know, that's just personal. You know. But, I don't know. I knew Fury would take early rounds, but I was surprised that they were very close. And I think this is where we have this discrepancy in the fight here. Because let's let's talk about it. Deontay Wilder with the two rounds, the two knockdowns, that's four rounds in the bag. So he basically needs three more. So first three rounds, all I keep hearing is everybody having a different score for these first three rounds. They were very subjective, guys. You you know, you can't be the guy that do, does a, a, a lot less punishing of the man and then the rounds be very close to where you have to nitpick to give the guy a round. Now, I do feel like a lot of people who are saying, you know, Fury should have won big are giving Fury every benefit of doubt in every round possible. Every close round, every, you know, close round, they're picking, they're giving it to Fury. Now, I'm not one to regard punch stats very highly. But I always like to look at them just to have some gauge. And this thing said a difference in 10 punches landed. Now, people want to say Tyson was really laying it on Deontay. Punch stats didn't show that. I'm not saying they are accurate, but they're probably somewhere in the ballpark, right? Somewhere, give or take, you know, give or take a few. I mean, you know, let's give or take 20, you know, but they're ballparky. Say the least, right? But I thought that we'd see Tyson winning these early rounds more clearly, and they weren't. And I think that's where we get a lot of the a lot of the, the back and forth. You know. And it's a lot of outrage about Tyson getting the not getting the, the victory. Guys, let me tell you. You're going to have to dig deep in the archive. Now, look, you, you got to be really good at this to pull it off the top of your head. But um, in a championship fight, it's probably especially heavyweight. You're going to have to dig deep to where the champion loses his belt after knocking the opponent down twice and emphatically in the 12th round. And the opponent is not smoking him in rounds. They're competitive. It's not clear cut. Now, some were, but then there were definitely some that you had to be like, oh, who'd you think won? So, it didn't, it's, it's, now, if you want to apply the, again, adage, the old adage, you have to take the champion's belt. Well, ask yourself a question. Then Tyson Fury just come in here and take that belt? Or what you have to kind of have say, okay, you know, you got it. I, I don't know. I think it depends on who you're asking. And that's the thing here. That's what's very interesting. Okay. That's the thing about this fight. Sorry, my, my baby told me she's done with her homework. Um, that's the thing you have to address in this fight. I think for some, for whatever reasons, this fight got emotions attached to it towards the end of it. You you heard Wilder coming out with all that uh, slavery rhetoric that caught me off guard. I'm like, where the fuck is that coming from? Um, yeah, Fury, I guess, talking about how the gypsies have had it rough for X amount of year, their survivors and fighter and Wilder's like, my people had it 400 years and now we're we're seeing who got the most year, hundreds of years of getting their ass kicked. You know what I mean? And we're, we're seeing who got their ass kicked for the more hundreds of years. 
Whatever. I got confused by this shit. I'm like, where the fuck is this shit even coming from? But, um, just a second here, guys. Let me check this. But I think this thing, um, took an emotional swing and people got really attached to their guy. That said, look, man, I, I'm a boxing fan. I've been, I've been involved in this for a while now. I don't know what it is. It doesn't even have to be. Now, look, let's, let's just address the elephant in the room. Now, I hate when people don't address the elephant. Boxing is a sport that is somewhat centralized around, let's just say, nationalism. If a Cuban fighter is doing really well, he's expected to be backed by the Cuban, the Cuban demographic. Mexican fighters are clearly backed by the Mexican fight demographic. Uh, black fighters slash American fighters are, you know, not so much, but, you know, the, there is support there. Manny Pacquiao obviously had the Filipino-Asian demographic on lock. And any other, and just Joseph Parker for that. He has the Netherlands and, you know, whatever the those people he has them on lock. Uh, Liam Smith, uh, Tyson Fury, they have British, the UK people on lock. So that's how boxing goes. I don't understand why it seems to be like something where we don't want to address that. So there's always that attachment in us all. Not all the time. None of us are proud of it. But let's just be fucking honest. You know, I see the black guy, and if I just see two dudes now, I do have emotional attachments or likings for other fighters where I don't always pick the black guy. But uh, nine times out of ten, look, this black guy, white guy fighting, I'm inherently, look, I just somehow want to be like, hey, I want the black guy to win. I don't want the white guy to be hurt or anything. I just, like, I want the black guy to win. I don't know what it is, but I think all of us got it in us. And it's okay, guys. When it comes to boxing, it's okay. Let's just have it be exclusive for this case and just be like, it's okay. But that's what happened in this fight. Some of that happened. Uh, So there was a lot of UK dudes, and it was versus the Yanks. You know, it was was the war all over again, you know. and they felt, you know, you can't get a win uh, when you have to come to the Yanks territory. And, you know, and you hear you hear a lot of guys here saying, well, it would have been no better over there in the U.K. They cheat just as much. And that it became part of that. There was all these, some racial connotations, to say the least. And all that said, man, what I'm getting to here is that I believe in this fight is one of those fights where it was close enough, and that's what's interesting about it, is that it was close enough to where the guy you were pulling for, you could see him winning. Even the Wilder fans, and it seems to be more of a consensus out there that, you know, Tyson Fury won. But Wilder fans, I don't think they're crazy, myself included here, um, are crazy to think that Deontay Wilder won uh Got it. So, so there's there's a caveat there, and I always pull this out, and I won't hold it exclusive because my, Deontay Wilder happens to be my guy here. Um, when you're the guy saying, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with the draw," but the other guy is like, "Yeah, we wanted the win," it's usually more closer to the other side saying, "Yeah, we wanted the win. I probably won the fight." You feel me? If I if I explain that well. Um, if you're like some, if you're on the side of things where you're like, yeah, I'm glad we can, we got the draw, but you're not pushing for a win. If anything, your guy lost. And I happen to be on the side of that fence this time around, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I, I definitely feel it could have been a draw. It should be a draw. And I wouldn't have been surprised in a wilder win. I asked myself as soon as the uh, the fight was over, I said, who's the house fighter here? Oh, this is a Showtime pay-per-view. It's in the United States. I believe this is some kind of PBC promotion. Deontay's the house fighter. 
And he's also the better heavyweight champion, as I explained earlier. Um, wouldn't have been surprised. We've seen Canelo get much worse cards. Um, so wouldn't have been surprised and wouldn't have felt guilty about getting it. You know, because I believe, arguably, you find uh, round one, two, three, you could give Wilder one, you know, out of round one, two, three, and five, three, four, five, you could find a round possibly two for Wilder. Um, so a, a draw's right there, man. A draw's right there. Um, don't feel bad about it. Feel like it's justified. You know, I, I like to be honest whether I feel like, um, you know, whether I feel like, you know, I deserve the draw or am I just happy with the draw. And I feel on the more deserved side this time around. Give me a second. Um, so one fun thing I wanted to address in a potential rematch. Now, here today we got some breaking news that, you know, Tyson's already on his on his celebratory tour in the in the UK doing some kind of morning show and they're just ball washing up. and uh you know he's calling out Joshua. He wants to put the put the blitz on AJ. Now let me address whether any so I feel like both of these guys pretty much broke even. Now Tyson Fury's trying to grab the torch and run and say I'm the winner here. But the fight's a draw and he didn't spectacular he was you know you know look just how i like it man that's all i'll say but he wants to grab the torch and say oh and then act like he won the fight and uh you know go go on and start calling out joshua now i believe because i said as soon as the fight was over if they do a rematch the psychological advantage goes to wilder straight up and people are like, oh, no, man, he didn't dance, and he schooled them, da, da, da. I said, look, man, schooling somebody comes with a very small margin. That was one of the beautiful things about Floyd Mayweather. Rarely going into fights being the puncher, rather being the guy with the lesser punch. And that's where the magic happened. It's like this guy was walking tightropes his whole life, dude. All that footage, all those times we see Mayweather barely ducking out of harm's way, uh, inches away from a punch, looking at a dude, just moving out the way. It's a it's a constant tightrope act. You have such small margin when you're never the guy with the power. And so that's where the enamor of Mayweather came in. And you know, I'm I'm really on one right now because that's dope. That's a really dope analogy. Um, you know, that's I think that's why, you know, people will wonder, like, man, why are we buying the Mayweather right? Because you always like, dude, he's just, all you need is two inches. All Victor Ortiz, all Pacquiao needed was two more inches and they'd have caught him clean. But nobody ever really, you know, could close the deal. But it was, it's the tightrope act that we were drawn to. And, you know, same rules apply for Tyson Fury, but the difference is Tyson Fury went down twice. Dude, let me tell you, for any dude out there who fought, whoever got into a real fight or has fought several times or plays around and used to fight with their brothers or cousins as a kid or sparred or boxed, there's nothing like fighting somebody who hits harder than you. You gotta, you gotta dodge that shit. If his punches hurt you every time he per- punches you, you it's just a psychological, you know, it psychologically weighs on you differently. And that's nothing you want to get. And don't, don't let the dude be actually able to hit you also. You know, it's different when like, damn, buddy punching hard. But you able to like dip on it and get out of harm's way. But like, dude, then caught you twice and dropped your ass with them punches? Nah. That's fucks with you psychologically and that's why I think you got Fury not even taking a day to wait all these dudes still in LA uh, Deontay Wilder still in LA from what I understand Tyson Fury is still in LA from what I understand but you see Tyson jumping out there like dude let me holler at you I'm ready to get on to because uh, this dude you know all and, and think about it 
who who has the advantage? What is Tyson going to be slicker next time around, or is it more likely that Deontay says, "Oh, okay, I didn't see this with this fool doing. Let me do this." I mean, sure, um, Fury can be slicker. He ain't gonna be no stronger. He ain't gonna be no, you know. We've seen all the bending at the waist he can do. So I, I think it's a, uh, it's far more likely that we see Deontay improve and be able to capitalize on the things that Fury does rather than Fury being more, a more better version of Fury. I don't truly, I mean, it's probably slicker and harder to hit, but I don't know, man. So that's just how I feel about that. I just feel that. I feel that um, Deontay would certainly have the psychological advantage if there were a rematch. And that's just due to, you know, a guy being, a guy having more power. A guy just that that power, man, I feel like um, power is something that just, it's nothing like it. You know, you, you get hit by a dude who hits really fucking hard, you're on alert. You're on alert, you know. And God forbid being dropped a couple times, you're not looking for it again. You know, you're not necessarily looking to get. Now, it's different if you feel you got caught and it was, you know, he caught you and it just caught you. But like if you know, no, no, it's coming like Tyson knew, you know, these punches are coming. Uh, I don't know if you're looking for that. But yeah, though, I, I felt like it was a good fight. Uh did did a, some good, you know, did well for the heavyweight division. It was a lot of hype around it. We had the Gypsy King returning to the ring, uh, to championship status at least, in in a long time since his claim to the lineal championship that he took from Vladimir Klitschko. And like I said before, man, Vladimir was the man. Don't get that fucked up. Vladimir was the man still. And uh, my man Tyson Fury came in there and he relieved him of that. So that's real talk. That's walkie-talkie right there. And he really did that. But um, great sportsmanship shown by both guys, especially Tyson Fury. You know, my, my respect went up for the dude. I'll be honest with you. Now, first I was on him about some of the shit he was saying, and I felt like he was damn near calling Wilder a nigger calling them all kind of dossers and shit we don't know what he was calling them but um, post fight the guy was so gracious he's such a G he's a gentleman Um, you know I love the swag I just love the sportsmanship he's a G shout out to Tyson Fury man he was a Really, 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 really gracious about how he went post-fight and, um, you know, just showing a lot of love, a lot of, you know, just true class, you know. And it was like, yeah, I, I could take note on how he's going about this thing here and it's a definite way to be endeared by people and, you know, have people look up to you for your uh, level of class. And he definitely showed a lot of it. Um, good fight for the heavyweight division. Good fight for L.A. You know, I'm glad L.A., uh, shout out to my boy Info Joe, uh, said, um, you know, glad L.A. showed up. So they keep bringing us fights here, man. You know, um, I think they're going to take Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia. That's already locked up. But, um, you know, keep bringing us good ones. But, damn, quit pricing us out, though. This fight was expensive, and the pay-per-view was seventy four ninety five. I think that's absurd, being that we just came off a fucking um, Canelo Golovkin a couple months ago. And you want to run us right back with a fucking um, $80 fight, man. Now, come on, guys. Y'all got to show us some love. Now, I, I, I think it's the Mikey. I'm pretty sure Mikey Spence's pay-per-view. Um, what I just catch today, that's, you know, everything's going to be pay-per-view. That's really, really good. But, you know, good old PBC here to save the day and still provide us with a great early fall lineup of fights. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still do a pod on that PBC schedule. 
Look out for it out there, man. And y'all be looking out for this, man, for those of y'all listening out there. Um, Family First, Heavy Handed J on Twitter. Just type that in, Heavy Handed J. You'll see me. Follow, subscribe, please share, tell your friend to tell a friend, all that good old stuff, man. Appreciate all the love uh, we get out there and, you know, just some motivation and uh, some feedback, whatever, however you want to get out your boy. That'll be just fine. Please follow on Blog Talk. Uh, follow on uh, iTunes, share, uh, you know, like, subscribe, all of that. Um, but yeah, very good, fun fight for the heavyweight division. These guys um, think lived up, lived up to the expectation. Didn't, didn't disappoint. Uh, no one could say, "Oh, boxing sucks. It's fucking shit, boring." Can't say that shit. That thing lived up to all the expectations. I think both guys proved to be who we thought they were. Um, rematch would be great. I'm not sure Tyson Fury wants it. At least you heard it here first, man. You know, with, you're fucking with your boy Heavy Handed Jay. You're going to hear it a little different. And I already we already seen today Tyson is definitely taking a shot at Joshua. You can't blame him. But I don't think he wants that smoky smoke. Um to be honest with you, I don't think you want that smoke. Um, nothing like getting dropped by a guy twice and being really dropped because he got really dropped. He got drop drop. So it's a difference. So it's a motherfucking heavy, adi- heavy handed edition. It's the relatively fat and black podcast network. And until I'm your boy, heavy handed Jay, I'm out. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.